bedroom, hotel room, backyard, front yard, driveway, and you really want to get into great shape, but you really don't want to go to the gym. And interesting question, because if you love going to the gym, you're going to think that's a stupid question. But did you know that 9 out of 10 people, 90 out of 100 people, don't want to go to the gym? Even if they think they have to, they just don't want to. Which is a really interesting thing for me as an exercise professional. Uh, I spent 23 years of my life managing health clubs all over the world, gyms. And... The only market that you can ever focus on when you own or manage a gym is one out of 10 people because the rest of the community, the rest of the world doesn't want to go to the gym. In fact, there's a lot of people who are so anti-gym that if they see one, they walk to the other side of the road. They don't even want to look at them. And that perhaps is they've had a bad experience at the gym. Somebody's told them how horrible it is there. They might think, uh, as my mother did, that you have to wear weird clothes like G-string leotards or clothes that hug every part of your body. And it's an interesting uh, headspace for somebody who's passionate about helping people to be healthy, fit and strong. So do you have to take people to the gym? And of course the answer is no. And I'll ask, this, I'll ask that in a different way. Your heart and lungs to get fit and strong, your muscles and bones to get strong, your head space, so your central nervous system, your endocrine system, and all of those beautiful body systems working together, do they know where you are? So your body right now, except that you can see that I'm in the kitchen, my heart and my lungs, my muscles and my bones don't know that I'm in the kitchen because they're inside my body. So if I'm in the kitchen and I'm waiting for the microwave to go or I'm waiting for the kettle to boil and I were to do push-ups on my bench, does my pectoralis major, my triceps, my shoulders, my forearms, my abdominals, every muscle that I'm using, including my toes because they're stopping me from falling as well, every part of my body doesn't know that I'm in the kitchen. All my body knows is that I'm overloading my muscles, I'm getting puffed, which means I'm going to get fit, and my, my muscles only get strong when they get overloaded. So one of, of course, the challenges when you exercise at home is that if you can do lots of these, and more than 20, you're going to get bored anyway, but you're in the wrong energy system, which means I might need to put some weight on there. So what in your house can you use what can you use in a hotel room? What can you use in your backyard? What can you use in your front yard uh, that overloads your muscles? So I can do jump squats in my kitchen. My legs, my abdominals, my lower back, my upper back, my heart and lungs, the impact on my bones so I don't get osteoporosis. None of those know that I'm in my kitchen. They just know that I'm getting puffed and overloading. But once I can do a lot of those, how do I get my... Uh, muscles and bones stronger, I obviously need to lift something. Great question. <laughs> do my muscles and bones know, endocrine system, central nervous system, do they know what I'm lifting or could I lift anything that's heavy and overload my muscles? So I get really excited about that because of course you could lift a barbecue bottle, you could lift a, a bag of golf sticks, you could lift a pot plant, you could lift a wheelbarrow full of sand, you could lift a log, you could lift a rock. Doesn't matter what you lift as long as you overload all the muscles and bones in your body to make sure that they're strong. Strong muscles pull on bones to make them stronger and of course to stay in the right energy system. So if you, if you go for too long, which means the weight's too light, uh, you're not overloading in the right system, which means 
The slow twitch muscle fibers, the ones that we use all the time, they all have to work. But it's the fast twitch muscle fibers that keep us young and fit and strong for long. So the key is I've got to get puffed to get fit. I've got to overload my muscles and bones to stay strong. So if I can lift a heavy rock more than 10, 15 times, and once you get to 20, it's obviously far too light, then I need to find a heavier rock or a heavier log or put more sand or gravel in my wheelbarrow or do more, uh, and it's not do more times, it's put more overload on my muscles and bones. I've just got to lift heavier. If I want to be fit and if I want to be strong, do I have to go to the gym? Of course, the answer is no. Can I get fit and strong in my house? Yes. Can I get fit and strong in my backyard? Yes. Can I get fit and strong in a hotel room? Yes. I've just got to get puffed and I've got to overload my muscles and bones. And as an exercise professional, could it be really important to have those tools in your toolbox to help the nine people out of 10 that don't want to go to the gym? Is it really easy to design a program for somebody when you've got a whole stack of equipment? Of course, but that big stack of equipment for the nine out of 10 people, could that look like torture equipment and they don't wanna use it? It's too scary, it's too hard. Now, there might be a transition period because sometimes you can take people from lifting rocks and logs and wheelbarrows full of sand and they enjoy that a lot, but now they actually wanna get stronger and stronger and they're keen now to go to the gym because they love the way it makes them feel. And I use my mum as an example, she started, uh, lifting heavy things at 74 because she had advanced osteoporosis. So instead of putting her, her in a wheelchair, we put her in the hands of an exercise professional who started her off with monkey bars. So she would hang off the monkey bars and then she'd try and pull herself up at the at, on the monkey bars at the park. She started with her own body weight, which for most people is the heaviest weight they're ever gonna lift. But as she got stronger, uh, we put buckets of sand in her hand, buckets of water in her hand, so she's still doing that same really functional movement, but she got stronger and stronger without having to use dumbbells or barbells or a leg press machine. Interestingly, my 74-year-old mother became an 80-year young woman <laughs> and loved going to the gym. She loved it. She ended up loving the leg press and the lap pull down machine and the bench press machine. And she loved, she called them lawn mowers. She loved doing dumbbell rows at the gym. Uh, and I'm sharing that with you because you can take people through a process. But is it possible that if we try and force people to go to the gym, they might never do anything? And if we can give people a program that they can do at home, in their hotel room, in their backyard, uh, when they're on holidays, that they're more likely to either transition to the gym and does it matter if they don't? So as an exercise professional, would it be really important to understand, yes, how the, the whole human body works and how to get it fitter and stronger? And the, the three things that I always ask, please, as an exercise professional, do you understand your anatomy and physiology so you know how to get the cardiovascular and respiratory system really strong and fit? And obviously that comes from puffing. But here's a great question, and I'll ask it again, and I keep asking it. Your heart and lungs, do they know what you're doing to get puffed? Could you get puffed by sprinting for 10 seconds while you wait for the kettle to boil? Could you get puffed by doing jump squats in the kitchen while you're waiting for the microwave to finish? Could you get puffed in the laundry while you're waiting for the washing machine to spin or the dryer to finish? 
There's so many opportunities in our house, in our own home, to turn our home into an anti-aging, fat-burning, get-fit-and-strong super palace. <laughs> and is it possible that we could do all of that without having to go to the gym? So I'm asking you very personally, if you are an exercise professional and or a parent, a coach, a teacher, somebody who wants to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life, uh, two parts. What if there is no gym? What if the gym's closed? And we've been to a period in history now where gyms were closed. You, could, you actually couldn't go to the gym. And it was interesting to see what, uh, what happened there. Some people uh, became overweight, unfit, and said, I'll go back to the gym when it's open again. And other people said, no, hell no. <laughs> I'm going to stay fit and healthy and strong. My muscles and bones are blind. My heart and lungs are blind. What can I do to get puffed and lift heavy without having to go to the gym? And here's the, uh, some of the really fun things. People lifted their own children, their pets, uh, their golf sticks, their push bike, uh, their sheep, their cows, uh, big, uh, the classic one I saw was a guy at Bunnings at the, at the man shed and he was lifting a big stack of tiles and I said what are you doing, they're actually in a kind of a plastic packaging and I said what are you doing and he said I can't go to the gym so I'm lifting these tiles because they're really heavy and I just love that because it's how can I stay strong and not use the gym being closed as an excuse. But the second part of that is, uh, whether there's a worldwide medical pandemic or not, there are some people that just don't want to go to the gym. So even though there's a whole stack of equipment there and it's much easier probably to get strong at the gym, uh, they don't want to go. And isn't it awesome that we can get people really strong without having to go to the gym? So I've got some really cool things that I've always got ready for if I've, and I've got some great gym equipment. I've got an adjustable dumbbell. I've got some, uh, I call them my purple lavender, sorry, my lavender uh, baggages of, of joy because <laughs> they're really heavy uh, kettlebells. And I, I really, they're just for fun. I, and when I say for fun, I often, while I'm waiting for the washing machine to spin, I'll go in there, pick up my dumbbells and do some squats until I'm absolutely puffed and I can't do any more. Uh, and that means I don't have to I don't have to train legs at the gym because I can train legs in my garage while I'm waiting for my washing machine to spin. Every opportunity to get fit and get strong. And I share that really passionately because I have heard for 40 years of my career, people use time and place as an excuse. I haven't got time to go to the gym. I haven't got time to get to a class. I haven't got the right clothes. Uh, I'm just too busy. Well, any time in your life that you have a spare 10 seconds, instead of waiting, standing around, and I've been known to do this, if I have to wait anywhere, so a line in the bank, even with high heel shoes on, <laughs> if I have to wait at the airport, and often I'll sprint around the airport and I always have my running shoes with me. And I share that with you because I never want to use no gym available as an excuse for not to be fit and strong. Uh, and I use the example of, doesn't matter, how busy I am, I still brush my teeth. How about you? Doesn't matter how busy I am, I still have a shower. Keep clean. How about you? Doesn't matter how busy I am, I still have to eat food. Otherwise, I, you, your headspace doesn't work so well when you've run out of calories or you've run out of energy. So I always find time to eat food. I have to sleep. Uh, the human body, it's required that we get some sleep. So there's a great question to ask. What if I bathe to 
stay unsmelly. How about that? <laughs> I eat food to have energy. I breathe so I don't die. I exercise because I want to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life. What if all of the things that we normally do in life, we include exercise is included in that group of things? So yes, I breathe to stay alive every day. I eat food to have energy every day. I sleep because I have to, otherwise my body just breaks down. I brush my teeth so that I, my teeth don't rot away. I have a shower so I don't smell. I exercise so my muscles and bones, my heart and lungs stay strong for the rest of my life. Uh, I think that that opportunity as an exercise professional to create exercise programs for people that aren't at the gym, that don't want to go to a boot camp, that don't go to an exercise studio, what can you do to make sure that people can stay fit and strong in their own environment? And the really exciting thing there is the three body movements that, uh, and there is only three that are functional movements. So we push with our upper body, we pull with our upper body, and we lower our body down to the ground and get back up again, or we sit, get to the sitting position and get back up again. So whatever you can do to push, whatever you can do to pull, and whatever you can do to squat, but I'll go even one, one step further than that. If I pick something up off the ground and it's of a decent weight that I can do about eight to 10 times, and if I, as I shared, if I do it more than 20, I'm gonna get bored. But if I pick it up off the ground and I do that slow and controlled so I don't hurt my joints and I keep the weight close to my body, I and that weight, let's just start with, I'm going to use my fingers because otherwise I couldn't pick up the weight. I'm going to use my forearms. I'm going to use my upper arms. I'm going to use my shoulders. I'm going to use my upper back. If I didn't use my abdominals and my lower back, I would fall over if the weight's of a decent weight. And even your own body weight. The thing that's stopping me from falling forward and falling over are my abdominals and my lower back working together, working in conjunction with each other to keep me in the upright positions, otherwise I'll fall over. Obviously I'm using my gluteus maximus, gluteus medius, gluteus minimus, I'm using my back, my back, no, I'm using my butt, the back part of my body. I'm obviously using the front part of my legs, the back part of my legs, so my quads and my hamstrings. I'm using my calves and my tibialis anterior. And when it's heavy, by the way, the toes are working. So we'll start from the bottom. My toes, my lower legs, my upper legs, my butt, my abdominals, my lower back, my upper back. And if it's heavy, there's, I'm using every single, body, every single muscle in my body. Now, you can do other movements. You can push and you can pull. So if I pick up a bag of books, a gym bag full of wet towels. I pick up a barbecue bottle that's heavy. If I pick up, pick up my dog, if I pick up a uh, heavy water bottle, if I pick up my shopping bags, I'm gonna be using every single muscle in my body. And what if we got our clients, our the people that we care about, the people that we wanna keep healthy, fit and strong, what if every time they had to pick something up, we got them to really concentrate on how many muscles are actually working and how many muscles will be pulling on bones to keep them strong? And the immune systems built inside your bones. How awesome is that? Every time you pick up a heavy lot of shopping bags, you'll be getting stronger muscles, stronger bones, stronger immune systems, firing up your central nervous system, firing up your endocrine system, and everything works together to keep you healthy, fit, and strong. Woohoo! So, as an exercise professional, as a coach, as a parent, as a teacher, my question is always this. If you and obviously you care about the people in your life, if everybody in your life was fitter and stronger, are they more likely to be healthier? If everyone was 
more active? Would they enjoy their life more? If your brain is constantly being filled up with neurotransmitters that make us feel good, because every time you get puffed and every time you lift heavy and every time you do something at 100% intensity, you pump into your brain those awesome neurotransmitters that make us feel good, the ones that we get addicted to. Dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, oxytocin. If you exercise with the group or you have your puppy dog with you, and you can always hear my little puppy dog, Brutus, he pumps me full of oxytocin every single day because he's here all the time. Uh, the big one is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain. So we often talk about how long to exercise for. How about this? How hard and how intense. The harder you exercise, the shorter the exercise session, the more puffed you get, the more neurotransmitters you'll pump, the fitter you'll get, and obviously if you want to get really strong, it's not just those slow twitch muscle fibers, it's the fast ones. So yes, you want to be doing things that make you move fast, and yes, you want to be overloading your muscles to their full potential, and that all happens in that phosphate system, in that first 10 seconds of high intense activity, which of course you can do in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the backyard, in the front yard, in a hotel room. Doesn't matter where you are, as long as you've got enough space to jump up and down, sprint on the spot, do some squats, and if you've got something heavy to lift, if you can squat and lift heavy, and again, it doesn't matter what that is. Really cool one is your suitcases, your gym bag, your children, doesn't matter what it is, if you're overloading your muscles, they'll pull on your bones, you'll have a stronger immune system, skeletal system, muscular system, central nervous system, endocrine system, and getting puffed gets you fit. You know I get so excited about that? Because the whole world could be fit and strong in as little as 10 second puffs, three, four, five, ten 10 times a day, but it's only 10 seconds. So it's a tiny amount of exercise in a really small space and you don't have to go to the gym. What if we could get everybody really strong, mentally tough and strong, physically tough and strong? Would the world be a better place? So yes, there are one out of 10 people that wanna to go to the gym and let's make sure we give them safe, effective programs on all the beautiful wowser, wowser pieces of equipment at the gym because there's hundreds of them. But is it possible that those pieces of equipment at the gym also look like torture chamber to some people and to be able to exercise at home and get fit and strong would be really exciting for them. And there's a group that you might be able to transition into the gym if you want to. But should we be able to write programs for people, design programs for people, customize programs for people to make sure that they want to, obviously people want to be fit and strong because nobody's ever said to me, I want to be weak, unfit and unhealthy. So is it possible that the world has become weak, unfit and unhealthy because we give them programs that are too long and boring, or the gym looks too scary, or the clothes that you have to wear at the gym aren't appropriate for that particular person. Let's take all the barriers away, and I'll ask this question again. What if we eat for energy, we breathe to stay alive, we shower so we don't smell, we brush our teeth so we've got healthy, clean teeth, what if we exercise to make sure that our body stays healthy, fit and strong, and young for long. Let's learn how to do that, not just in a gym. How about as exercise professionals, we learn and are excited about getting people healthy, fit and strong, regardless of where they are or what facilities are available. And if you go back to zero-based thinking, which is what if there was no gyms and what if there was no equipment? 
uh, does that mean that people couldn't be healthy, fit and strong? And of course the answer is no, because whatever we lift, as long as we lift it safely and we don't injure people, we can get strong. And as long as we're getting puffed, we can get fit. 100% effort takes 10 seconds to get puffed. 100% effort is only four, five, six, seven or eight repetitions of each exercise. So as long as you're lifting till you can't do any more, how many should I do, Rowie? How the hell do I know? Keep going till you can't do any more. And when you can't do any more, maybe try one more. <clears throat> Half or one more. Because every time you think you can't do it and you do it, you change the chemistry in your brain. Wouldn't it be great to be healthy, fit and strong for long? Do you want to be the healthiest and fittest and strongest person you can possibly be and help everybody else in your life to be the same, even the people that don't want to go to the gym? Wouldn't that be awesome?